Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Oversharers podcast brought to you by Carly and Drumroll. I feel like I've become the hot topics gal, haven't I? On this, on this you actually have. Hot topics. You know why that is? Because all I do is, I look, the other day, I looked at the screen time on my phone. Do you want to know how much it was? Is it really high? It's so high what, that I'm week? assuming in one week, it was 12 hours a day. How is that possible? No, I also hard. believe some of that is my children that use my phone. I'm going to use that excuse. Yeah, because you just whack the YouTube yeah, on sometimes. When, when I'm feeding them yeah. everything that I do, I just whack on the YouTube. Anyway, it was 12 <laughs> hours a day. I was really shocked by it. And a lot of those 12 hours were spent on TikTok. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you know what I am feeling? I'm feeling Netflix. Are you? You'll never guess. Guys, guys. Guys, anyone who was listening to this podcast, I would say at the beginning, when we first started, I used to go on and on and on about this. And this girl used to be like, I'm not watching that. That's just not my cup of tea. Go so on. last night, I forced myself to stay up just because it's so hard to watch because the episodes are really so long. long. Yeah. Force myself to stay up to finish the final two episodes of Drumroll. <laughs> Alchemy of Recruited her. Tell me why I put the TV back on. I was crying my eyes out. Oh, did you watch the last episode of the part one? But the thing is, like, I was crying really um, prematurely because I didn't wait. So you know that bit where they were trying to close Jin Yuan, the door, made serving Kim, and then Park, whatever his name is, is like crying. I started crying. It was just so emotional. And then when I discovered that he was actually all right, then I was like, Alhamdulillah. No, because then he went to go and like protect the stone and he was fighting all those people and then I thought he got stabbed by Jin Moo. Oh, Jin Moo's facial expressions really bother me. He's a really good villain. He's like... (laughs) He's a very good villain. He's got the worst facial expressions. Like, I just want to go like that. He's got that I told you so face. And every time Jang Ook just stepped in and they're all quivering with fear. Oh, God, it was amazing and I really loved the ending. Tell me how how you felt when you finished part one. So what happened at the end of... Oh, my Yeah, God. that was the worst It was, thing. like, on the, on par with Game of Thrones, The Red Wedding. That's, it was it not? It was on par with that. I was Honestly. like... Honestly. Well, because they were preparing for a wedding. Oh. Like, it was just happy vibes. It finally the happened. The sun was shining. They the were flowers happy. were blossoming. Like, they were happy. And the little bell... Ding, 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 and then, oh. oh. Honestly. Guys, watch Alchemy of Souls. That is my gift to you. That was hard as good. Remember, when I was like, "I'm not watching that." <laughs> I'm just telling you guys. I've got great recommendations for shows. I'm just saying. I cried so many times. I also cried. You know, when they were like trying to extract the blood parasite from you. Yeah, I love you. You're always just like this really cute, like pure 
lukewarm soul. Lukewarm. <laughs> he's very lukewarm. But I hate to be described as lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> he's just very like, lu- I don't know. Blase. Yeah. But he's very cute. He's just a very pure soul. Right. Now, I'm very happy that you've watched that, Eva. Come to us. No, come just, to the side. So, you don't understand. Like, I, like, when I finished it last night, I was just overcome with happiness. Oh, bless yeah. you. I was just, but it was like the end of an era because it just took me so long to yeah, get through it. And yeah. then finally, I was overcome with happiness because I finished it and also that there was a happy ending. Yeah, mm. of course. Right now, what I've have you if, been if, watching. What have I been watching? Love what? is Blind. Guys, I've been so naughty. I wish was blind. I need to listen up on that. I really made a dua. I was like, I'm not going to watch those and just listen to podcasts. But I don't have that many podcasts to listen to. And I'm trying, like, I've I've literally stopped all music. All I do is listen to podcasts and watch shows. Anyway, Love is Blind. Very problematic. Yeah, let's unpack this. Very I'm, I'm on episode nine. I've finished. I'm oh. waiting for the weddings now. Really? Yeah. But Kwame... Mad, Wait, mad I think insecure. I finished it as well. Yeah, so waiting we, for the wedding. Yeah, it's so a Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kwame, mad, mad insecure weirdo. Like I genuinely, he's not weirdo, but I just genuinely feel like no, he, he is do, weird. I don't think he likes. Is it no, Chelsea? He, he does not like Chelsea. He doesn't like her at all. You know when she was talking about babies with him. And she was like, "Yeah, like I know we're happy to wait three years," and then he's like, mm, "I'm not sure about." Three. I don't, like, think, I don't that's think he wants. Work. I don't think he likes. Her. Even when he was like speaking to his mum, and no one was on the other line, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, "So is your mum not coming to the wedding?" Ninko, <laughs> he was not speaking to his mum. Okay, he, she was not there. He's a little swindler. He's oh, swindling he's... hearts, souls, and minds. Anyway, and then like how he was behaving with Mika. Micah, mm. Micah, whatever her name is. That's the one he wants. Yeah. Also, Micah and Irene, their behaviours, the way they act. Sorry, I mean girl vibe. I don't like Irina, but I'm glad she's like not really in it anymore. Yeah. Oh, Very mean girl vibey. And I feel like Micah. What is it? Is it Micah? Micah. I think she gives me like, she gives me mean girl vibes. She gives me like. Like her and Irina together were horrible. Very mean. And they were so mean about Zach, even though Zach is a little bit weird. He is a little bit weird. And I do genuinely believe that Zach has a bad judge of character. Like, how could you choose Irina over Bliss? <laughs> I know, Bliss is such a sweetheart. She's so beautiful. But I'm She's glad so nice. that they're back yeah. together. Oh my God, the sabotage of all sabotages. I can relate to this woman. She's toxic. Oh. A little bit Jack, toxic. Jacqueline. Jacqueline and Ooh, Marshall. Jack, Jack. Oh, Marshall's so sweet. Marshall's so sweet. But when oh, he called her a project, I just I know laughing. I was like I don't think he was thinking in that moment. I he think was like you are a project. I'm trying to work out how I can fix you. I yeah, was like, no, you can't say that. Can't say that. Not to a crying woman. <laughs> no, not at all. But I also think she's self-sabotaging. But then again, we're seeing a lot of. We're, we're probably not seeing what's really happening. I don't know, but yeah. I really like Marshall. But isn't it so hilarious that you can literally tell that like the blackout drunk every episode? Yeah, <laughs> like, so. I don't yeah. know what the alcohol limit is on Love Is Blind, but it's certainly not the same as. Love Island. No, they're constantly on it. Anyway, mm. so that has been me watching that. What else? Um, I don't really know much has happened. I've just been cruising through Ramadan. It's mm. my first week back. Yeah, after back to, after a little stint with the um with the red wedding. With the red. <laughs> 
I'm back to fasting again. I'm back to fasting again. So yeah, it's it's been quite good. Oh my god, today I took the. I love that the sunshine's back. Can I just say, awesome. park long days at the park has returned. Today we spent four hours at the park. Can you believe that? Four That's hours. So good. I really like have such a disorganized day like that. I just haven't been even scheduling time for like outdoor. Really? Like, you know how I used to just like go for walks. And yeah. Stuff like that? Honestly, like, I just haven't done that in so long. Like, today was quite nice. Like, I went to Sainsbury's, picked up some stuff, like, food cute, wise, cute, cute, came cute. home, did a bit of cooking. And I was just so shocked. How are like, you adjusting to life as a wifey? As in, like, the change? How are you coping with the change? Like, moving from your home into your new place? It's hard. Like, every time I come back here on, like, Mondays and Tuesdays, I feel really emotional. Oh, Do you know? Because you know what it is? Like, I'll see, you know, like, the roundabout. Yeah. I'm coming in the cab and I'll see the roundabout and I'm just like, oh, my God, this I used know. to be... This was my dumping ground. <laughs> you got married at a period of time where it's like, you just got married and then it was Ramadan. Yeah. And, like, Ramadan, I feel like, kind of... I know, it's throwing a spanner in the works. Yeah, so I think when Ramadan is over and, like, life kind of goes back to normal... It's just, like, basically, I just had, like, two weeks of to enjoy married life and then it was, like, bang. Boom, work Ramadan, Ramadan. work. Yeah. And then, like, basically, you know, because here I have, like, my established routines and stuff. Yeah, you've got to create new routines there. <laughs> in the environment, because the environment is very different to the environment here, because here yeah. I know, like, where to go, where yeah. to walk, where, yeah. where the shops are. Like, we're getting used to a new area, basically. Yeah. Moving on. Have you watched any of the, um, what happened with the women's basketball championship in America? No, what's happened? It's a scandal. Okay, basically, I'll explain that to you. So, basically, last night, or is the it night an, before. Is it doping? No, no, no. Last night and the night before, it was the women's basketball champ, college basketball championship mm. in America. Mm. And that's, and apparently in America, it's a big thing. Mm. So um, these two teams, LSU and Iowa, were playing against each other. And there's this player in Iowa. This is um, just random. I know. How random this is. Why it's random, but I see this stuff on TikTok, but it's so interesting, honestly. Anyway, this random, <laughs> I'm telling you, this random player in Iowa basically did this. To, just think of like street basketball, how like they're cussing each other out, like... There's a lot of like rivalry. Tension. There's a lot of tension. So she, this girl, who's a white woman, can I say, did um, did this like John Cena, you can't see me move, random, um, to another player, right, <laughs> in another game, and like she just plays very, she's very competitive, I would say. She, so she did she the John Cena. She plays. Mm, I want to say she plays dirty, but she's got a competitive streak. So she mm. did this John Cena move to another team that's not LSU mm. and then there was another person that she was defending and then like she made this gesture like oh, go away like like I, I'm not even bothered to defend against you like you're do you know what I mean like you're mediocre that's like move on you, oh okay wait so listen that's what happened yeah and then another time she was caught saying um oh just be quiet shut up like you've got you're down by like 15 points be quiet anyway so those three situations happen throughout the season yeah mm. so then last night lsu which is predominantly like a black team mm. one of the other players like dunked or did something or scored something and they won the championship so then they go one girl called um i think she's called 
Angel Breeze or something. Anyway, she's a really, really good player. So she goes to that other girl from Iowa and goes like this to her, like, and goes like this with her finger, meaning like we got the ring. Yeah. Just to piss her off. Was that the same girl that did the move before? Yeah. So she did that to her. And then it all went crazy. So like all the pundits, everyone online, all Twitter were basically coming for this black girl saying, um, unclassy, that's not good sportsmanship. Like no what she did way. was like wrong. Well, even though the other woman did it first. Yeah, and she, and it was acceptable for her to do it. So loads of people are debating now whether it's a race thing. So because she's black, that they're trying to say she can't be competitive. Anyway, it was really, it, it was really funny. It was right, it was like 4am in the morning, guys, so don't judge me. I was having Fajr and I was watching it, but it was very hilarious. They just love to sensationalise when it's like a black yeah. woman, don't they? Yeah, and, and then they called her ghetto and like, for her doing the John Cena sign, back to the girl. No, that's and ridiculous. I just say. And it didn't make sense because the girl did it before, so why are you not coming for her? Because if, if it was the other way around and it was that the white girl that did that to her and that blew up, people would say things like, oh, it's just... You know, it's like, just that that's what they just did though it's just a game yeah that's exactly what they said and they'll say things like oh um like this it's just do you know what i mean Bounce yeah off. it's just bad exactly what they said but then the moment and then the moment they lost and lsu won and then obviously the girl did the john cena sign and then she did the ring meaning like she got the championship ring um everyone's coming for her like saying you ghetto you shouldn't have done that da, da, da. so it's crazy it's just making me question the institution of sport now. Is it institutionally racist? Perhaps. This is Did America. you hear about um, this cricketer who basically was um, dragged for apparently... So, like, an Asian cricketer came out and said that some other cricketers were, like, racist towards him. Oh. And then this one guy, like, one main cricketer, I can't remember his name, was, like, dragged on social media and stuff like that. Nigel Farage, <laughs> tell me why I'm watching GB News, by the way. Oh my God, it comes on my feed all the time. Nigel Farage was talking about it. And the way, like the language that he used was like, basically trying to appease the cricketer who was dragged. Like oh, GB okay. News is actually no, so it's, it's the Fox News of England. Like it's ridiculous. I was just like, he was like, oh, well, we can't. He was basically trying to say like, it ne- you need to look at the context. And, what you know, context? Like, if someone's racist, someone's racist. racist. Like, take it, that. take it on the chin. No, GB News is basically the fox of of Britain. It's actually crazy. But you know what's really funny that I've recently started to agree with um, Piers Morgan. <laughs> I've said this numerous times, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. So I said Piers Morgan was Addy in a few, a few podcasts again. <laughs> Well, I can't remember why. I mean, why he did say he was Zaddy. Piers Morgan Zaddy. I don't know. He just agreed with something. But I mean, the way that he's really, and I think it's in the context of like, do you think he's doing some what's unlearning? happening? No, I don't know. Is Piers Morgan having a change of. I don't know. I just I don't know if he's just him talking the truth or not. But I just think I, I agree with him to some extent. It was I think what I was agreeing with was what's, like, what's happening with the immigrants. But it's the way he says things. It's just like common sense. Like just stop. Mm. But then in my head, I'm like, I can't reveal that. Exactly. I can't reveal that I listen to I, I listen. Farage talk about racism. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. Like I, I was I was sitting there like, this guy cannot be serious. But it's, it's salacious. That's what they I want. Know. It's like when people come on LBC in the afternoon and they're like, "We don't want those foreigners." It's like, entertaining. Yeah, and you can tell just by like the the group of people that he brings on, like Jacob yeah, Rees-Mogg, like just yeah. very divisive people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Anyway, 
Anyway, scenario. Let's go, darling. Am I the asshole for refusing to stop eating dinner in front of my fasting Muslim housemates? I live in a flat share in a large European city. Uh, There are four rooms in the flat and we each rent them individually from the landlord. There is a common kitchen, living room, bathroom, etc. Two of my housemates are Muslim and fasting for Ramadan. I'm an atheist, but I'm a firm believer of religious freedom and I don't care what anyone believes unless they are hurting others. I mostly work from home and therefore tend to eat a little earlier than others as they all have to commute home. My two Muslim flatmates have asked me to stop having dinner so early because they smell it, see me eat it, and apparently it makes them even more hungry, making Ramadan harder for them. I initially said no, and then they asked if I would at least eat dinner in my room so they didn't have to see it. I feel torn. On the one hand, there is no massive harm to me waiting another 30 to 45 minutes to have my dinner so I could do a small thing to help them. On the other hand, it is their religious choice and I don't really see why I should change my behaviour. Reddit, am I the arsehole for refusing to eat later to make life easier for my Muslim housemates? Hmm. You know what, yeah? I don't really get triggered when people eat in front of me. No, me either. So it's not really a problem for me. Like, go about your life. It's about, I feel like it's um, it's It's on a case by case basis. Yeah, some people probably do feel triggered by it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, especially if if Ramadan is a struggle for you, Mm. you would, of course, you're going to struggle. But I also like some days I struggle, but I wouldn't struggle with the sight of food. Food. Do you know what I mean? Or like, or like, it would be like an internal like I'm so thirsty right now. Yeah. Exactly. And I think Ramadan is like more of an internal battle. Do you mm. know what I mean? And it's like, it's for you to learn to... Um, control yourself. Yeah, like control your nafs, control yourself. So it's like... Mm, I, don't, like I don't think he's the arsehole. Because do you know what? He was like, should I wait another 30 to 45 minutes to accommodate? Yeah. But even if it's 30 to 45 minutes, like surely they're going to be preparing food. Yeah. Anyway, because I usually prepare food like an hour before, but that's just some rubbish cook. <laughs> I usually wait like an hour, an hour and a half to start preparing food. So I'm thinking, like, why don't they all just prepare food at the same time, and then the mis- the, the Muslims that are fasting can then like yeah. put their food aside and then reheat it. I genuinely it's don't think it's an issue. I don't think he's an arsehole. I don't think they should make him feel uncomfortable. I know, and I don't but, and think it, and sh- it's his home as well. Yeah, and like why should- are they making requests for timings? To I don't know. I don't, also don't like the fact that like he feels like he has to retire to his room to eat. I just think it's a bit too much. No, because this is his home. He pays rent for this place. So no. he should be able to move around freely in that home. Like I get. No, I don't get it. No, like if I if I so if I was like on my period right now and I wasn't fasting and I had a sandwich, I wouldn't. Okay, I, I wouldn't eat in your face. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want you to like ask me to move away. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like fine, he can have some shine. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, he said that they live in a European city. So the fasting people are very used to seeing people eat day to day. At work. At work, outside. Exactly. So and that shouldn't, shouldn't bother you. I think they're picking on him. I think so too. 
I, I really hate to say it, but I do think they're picking on him because it's like he's the only person that isn't fasting. And then I can just imagine, you know, they're all living in a house together. Emotions are high. Especially, so they're probably just yeah. looking for something to just, do you know what they're I mean? Angry about. Angry about. I don't know. I just feel like Ramadan is a sensitive thing for some people. Like, yeah. Especially if, if you like are a hardcore person that's like, continuously fast throughout Ramadan I think it's, it becomes quite easy for you throughout mm, the years mm. but if you're like new to this I get it like you can you can be a bit you know mm. sensitive to the smells and the foods like it might want to make you want to make your food but like you shouldn't control someone else I just really want to ask the listeners do you guys feel triggered by non-Muslims eating around you while you're fasting because that was really interesting like I didn't think that was a thing no. But now I'm kind of questioning and thinking, or oh, maybe some maybe people it's do other actually. People. Yeah, some people actually do get triggered by it. Hmm. It's very interesting. You know what I get once, yeah, I remember last year in Ramadan, one of my work colleagues got like a really nice um, frappuccino from Costa and it really triggered me. <laughs> now that I, I think about it. Do you know what? I think it's like... I just wanted it so badly. And there was like ice dripping from but it. But on another day, you probably wouldn't care. No, would I wouldn't. So that's why I think because they're living together and they're constantly seeing this person cooking. Yeah. Like earlier okay. than them, being able to eat earlier than them. They're probably, you know, everyone's on like, they're on a short fuse when they're fasting yeah. anyway. I get quite angry very easily whilst I'm fasting. So they probably just thought, let's bully him. Mm, let's, just, let's just pick on the little one. Yeah. That's oh, all right. No. I, think, I think he should be able to eat whenever he wants in his house. Yeah, and there's like bigger problems in the world. So. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, imagine living, imagine you pay rent for, for a house and you've been told to go and eat in your room. I'd be so upset. I'd be livid. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Like if I was... I feel so ostracized. Yeah, like especially... And even if I was living with like Muslim women and I was the only one that was on her period... I would make my food, but obviously I wouldn't be like blatant and like eat in their face. No, but I would. Want... I, would I would be considerate as a Muslim. Yeah, but this guy doesn't have to be considerate because he's not. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, it would be nice for him to be considerate, but I can see. But what why does a he Muslim... have to be considerate with though? Because that's his home now. If no, it was I, at work, I get, I get it. I get it. But you know, the, the way I'm thinking about it is, if he was another Muslim housemate, yeah. he wasn't fasting. Yeah. I can see why there is a duty to be considerate of... Because you know what they're going it's through. Yeah, like I get you it. know exactly what they're going through. You know how they're feeling. Yeah. So you would probably instinctively feel, oh, let me not just eat in front of them or let me make sure that I cook while they're out or something like that yeah. just to accommodate them. Of course. Them. But he doesn't really have an excuse. And it's like you, you can't like push your views onto somebody oh, else who has absolutely yeah. no experience of like what being a Muslim is, the duties prescribed to like a Muslim and stuff like that you know what I mean like he just it's it's not his concern I mean I think he should feel comfortable in his own home exactly sorry so no I don't think you're the a-hole yeah I don't think he's the arsehole go and read the comments okay here we go (laughs) not the arsehole the literal point of Ramadan is to look temptations in the face and resist it see um and then I've got not the arsehole. Ramadan is about resist, resisting temptation. Not the arsehole. I'll probably get downvoted for this, but you're doing everything right. You should be able to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Exactly. It's not that deep. People are going to be delicate on this sub because of the religion in question. 
But if it was a Catholic trying to get someone to change their behaviour for Lent, people would be a lot more forceful in saying not the arsehole. How, what is Lent? So Lent is like when they give up one specific item. Oh, that's amazing. Like chocolate. Oh, that's amazing. All these Abraham, Abrahamic religions are quite similar, aren't they? The other day I found out that Jews pray three times a day. Three? Yeah, morning, evening and afternoon. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. And they pray in a similar way to Muslims. You're joking. I think they do prostrate. That's actually quite comforting. And there's some Orthodox Christians that actually prostrate. Mm. And some Ethiopian Orthodox Christians actually wear hijab. Mm. Like Quite a hijab. few people yeah. in rural areas wear hijab. So, so I mean, yeah. we're all in the same book. In Fastest the... growing religion. Period. Period. I genuinely believe, though. I feel like I I feel like Ramadan brings people together in the sense that, like, I, all I do is think about a thousand different foods that I would eat and I like buy 10 different ingredients every day to try and create things <laughs> so I would never do that I in go the daily on, day so the, you know how I said earlier that I haven't really been on TikTok I lied the only thing that I've been looking it's on food. TikTok is recipes <laughs> like really quick easy simple recipes oh, so look, if you look now you'll see pasta bake recipe pasta bake back girl edition pasta <laughs> pasta bake um ramadan like it's just crazy there's this there's this girl yeah she's called i think she's called yasmin oh my god But some people on tiktok i've noticed bloggers that make food don't really list the ingredients in text which really bothers me because i need to know what spices this girl called yasmin makes 10 10 food and all her ingredients are in the description i love that look at this i made this the other day it was so nice that looks so nice this was like lamb arise, arise, arise. I I'm gonna can't say it's a, it's a Spanish thing. Mm, I think it's Lebanese. Really, but it's really nice. Anyway, she's called Chef Mine. The at the Chef Mine on TikTok. No, I love this. She's 10, 10. I love people that list the ingredients, and I love people that like write the recipe in text, like on the screen. Because this is literally this is what I do. I'll try and find food, something to make that's like really easy. And then I'll go to the shop with the same TikTok on, like looking for all the ingredients in the shop. And I take it home and then I literally have the same TikTok on repeat over and over. over And then me going back to that specific, like trying to figure out what did she do here that made it look like this? Why doesn't mine look like that? Like, do you know what I mean? My food never turns out that way. I'll be honest. It never ever turns out that way. Although today I was very impressed with my pasta. Oh, really? And I was on the phone, I was on like WhatsApp FaceTime to Hoya. And I was like, Hoya, I'm going to show you the dish in the oven and then I'm like is it ready can I bring it out she's like is the top golden and crispy I was like no but the sides are she's like right bring it out to show me so I'm like brought it out to show me. like literally the only thing I talk to Hoya about is food, food. oh this is like typical <laughs> so married funny. girl first time it's so funny you know what saved me when I got married what? it was that YouTube channel it was called 
Howash.com. See, this is the thing. bloody ten. So that's six years ago, Howash.com. Now we have TikTok. I know, that's amazing. I've got, like, this program that I'm getting with is bloody amazing. This food TikTok. It's amazing. Community. Howash.com taught me how to make proper rice, I'll be honest. Really? One time when I first got married, I made rice. It was so soggy. It was disgusting. And then I added, and then I added food coloring. And then the food coloring was too much. So it was like green, soggy rice. So TikTok isn't good for things like rice. Because rice, you need like a long video. It's like, you've got to be really patient with rice. Mm. Whereas like pasta bake. Oh, simple. Yeah, you can make that. Very quick. I just, I genuinely believe with cook, I'm not even a good cook. Like I think I do basic for my kids to survive. I'll be honest. But like one thing I've learned is garlic, lemon, and like hawash are your best friends. Yeah. Best friends. My, my ones are like onion, garlic, yeah. and all-purpose seasoning. Yes, <laughs> best friends. The cumin and the paprika will get you far yeah. in life as well. All-purpose seasoning, cumin, and paprika. Literally. Yeah, and garlic, and you're done. That's garlic good. powder and a little bit of salt and pepper, and you're there. No, it's just honestly, it's just all in the spices. Anyway, it? my next thing to make is a cinnamon um, swell. swell toasty with condensed milk. Ooh. And then you put it in the oven and then it's like, oh. That's a bit too complicated for me. It's so <laughs> nice, guys. I think I'm going to make it for... Um, but I'm not going to lie, today like... Oh, iftar together on the 7th. That's so nice. I, I was just thinking, today was like my first time, like I broke my oven virginity today. It was the first time I used the oven. I know, I'm really proud of myself. Carlton, I genuinely feel like you're gonna be you're gonna be coming on TikTok with your own recipe. I would soon. tell you, I think I'm like the queen of quick meals. TikTok food bloggers, I'm coming for you. Do you know what I mean? At Cali Food. Like I'm not gonna lie, there are sometimes I'm like, mm, this doesn't taste right, but you have to just. It's just eating. practice. It's I like driving a car. I will keep my rubbish food. I don't Continue. care. It's like driving a car. Before you know it, next year you'll be a ten ten cook. Exactly. And coming on TikTok. Yeah, so that's oh, me. I'm proud of you. Thanks, babe. Well done. All right. right. Scenario number two. So, scenario is, I hate Ramadan. Okay. Context, I am Muslim and it is currently the month of Ramadan. During the month of Ramadan, we wake up around one hour before sunrise, so around 4.30 for us to eat and then close our fast for the day. Mm. So the events in the following rant happen at around 3 to 3.30 a.m. when I'm tired as AF. I hate the fact that I have to be the one who helps my mum clean up after everyone because I'm the girl instead of it being a collective effort. <laughs> I did not know this. It's going to be this. Okay. I hate any time I complain about it, I'm made to feel guilty for not helping my mother, even though no one else is. I do always end up doing it though. And I especially hate the fact that I have to wake up alongside everyone else, even though I'm on my period and shouldn't be fasting. But just to keep up the charade and not let the males in the family have to be aware of the fact that periods exist, I too have to suffer. I'm pretty sure they know about it anyway, but we have to protect them from it by not being explicit. 
okay I've just gone downstairs to help and what do you know my dad is raging in the kitchen because I wasn't there to help this happens every effing year and he tells me to help I tell him we should all do it together and he rages and yells that it's my job because I'm wait for it a girl a girl a girl can you believe it I hate it here. I struggle with my religion a lot and I really only go along with it because I'm too scared to be disowned and have to navigate the world by myself. But moments like this tempt me so much. Oh, bless her. Everything she said is right. I don't think it's Ramadan that she hates. No, 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 no. I think it's the circumstance It's the circumstance family. within Ramadan, what her family make her do. But she's right. There is a disproportionate effort in the kitchen between men and women. Why are we the ones to always do the washing up? Why do we do the washing up, the cooking, making sure the whole house looks nice, make sure everything's laid out, and then nothing is being done to help us? (sighs) Wusa. This triggers me a lot, guys. And as a mother All of sons... All while we're fasting. I just, <laughs> I just think it's the worst thing that can happen to someone. And you know what? The other day, yeah, and I always reference back to TikTok. I'm sorry, guys. But I watched this girl, right? And she was really having a heart-to-heart with the people, one of her followers. And she basically spoke about the fact that how her mum... How like her mum's a single mum and she's the oldest daughter. Mm. So she has to help with everything mm. in the house, with the kids, um, like tutoring them, mm. taking them to parents evening, getting the shopping, cleaning the house. She was like, I don't even have time for myself. I don't have time for anything. Like I genuinely hate my life because I've been forced into this. And it's this, it's these situations that put us in this. And like this, this family, the father's there. Their brothers are there. They can make their own food. You can make your own... Like, it's not even... Let's say, why can't people do things together? Why can't one half of the family cook and the other half clean? But you can also just do it yourself. Exactly. Like, it's not hard to just go and make yourself some cereal or some porridge. And people often go back to, like, religion and deen. And it's like, it's not deen, it's akhlaq. Like, the Prophet, sallallahu used used to to help help his wives. wives. (laughs) I swear to God. Like, tell me where it says in the Quran that women that women should be the only cleaners, the only cooks, the only anything. Like, it just does not make sense to me. There will be instances where men will say, well, I did do this on this specific day. So that's why I use oh. the term disproportionately affected. Women are disproportionately affected when it comes to chores. It's like even if you took out the bins last week, love, the bins are still here today. <laughs> they still need to be done. They still need to be changed. Continuously, I do not need to argue with you to take the bloody bin out. It's like even if the dishes, you wash the dishes on the 1st of January 2023, <laughs> they still need to be done. Again. <laughs> like how is that so hard to understand? Like it just makes me laugh. Well, I did it this day. What? Okay, but they need to be done again. Like, so, how are we going to work around this? (laughs) You know, what's so sad, well, lie, what is so sad is how, like, exhausted women feel after a whole day of fasting. And I, you know what uh, what else triggers me? One time in Somalia, yeah? (laughs) This is 2013. (laughs) Was I there? You were there. Did they tell you to not drink in the street, even though you weren't fasting? Yeah, they did that, but I'm talking about something else. So Uh basically, we went to someone's house. So let's say we've gone to this person's house. Mm. 
We were there the whole day, you know, sitting, chilling. And we're the guests, can I say? I'm going to have to pause this in a minute to find out who she's talking about. Yeah, and we're the guests, can I say? We've so come every, all the way from London. All the way from London to here. And we've come all chilling. Everyone's, the food comes now. All the women are told, you've got to wait to eat. I don't remember this. Yeah. So we was, I don't know if you were there. It's, I don't know if it was my mom of 2019, 2009. Sorry. Anyway, all the women got told, you've got to wait. We're going to eat after the men, right? No, no, no. After the men, I'm like, cool, I don't mind. Guess what? It was their leftovers. <laughs> like, I'm being deadly serious. No, I can't. That's disgusting. Wallahi. That is unhygienic. It was like, no, no, no. Not their leftovers on their plate, but like what's left of like, you know how you have your own plate and then you've got the big plate that you take the so food out of. So they've eaten the majority of the food. They've eaten majority. Especially but the was, meat. <laughs> there was no meat. It was just the rice with little scraps of salad and like hilly. It was their leftovers, no, essentially. That's actually leftovers. Yeah. That's, that's actually, what we were told to eat. No, that's disgusting. Isn't that horrible? That's actually disgusting. And that is what happens at home sometimes. Like, imagine the whole day, Ramadan, you're fasting, you're making all this food, and then the men get to eat, like, exclusively. They pray their salad, they put their plates back where they were, and then they just go about their lives. And then that whole dirty kitchen is waiting for you and your yeah. little sisters. It's horrible. It's, it's like actually a- so disheartening. It just makes you feel like you're a, a maid. It's just not nice. And then also, how are we raising the sons to like continue life exactly. this way? Is it's this a cycle. the standard that they're going to be working towards? Like, we need to break the cycle now. Guys, wallahi, I'm seeing so many good men <laughs> online that are making food, cooking food, Isn't like it so sad cleaning. That those, that's like the 1%. It's just it's maybe shocking. like 0.5%. But you know what makes me that's so true. You know what's so funny? <laughs> when you, you know, think about like, Yeah, it's true though. What proportion of men that are actually having eyes is very small. And it's just it's so sad to me that when I see someone on online that's a man who's like cooking or helping his wife or I'm like, and wow. kids. I'm like, wow. Because it's not something we've been accustomed, accustomed to, to seeing. seeing. It's not something we've been socialized to see. Oh, I'm so angry now. I feel this girl. I, really I genuinely understand why she hates life. It's, it, it can literally create a depression. You know what? You know why I think she said I hate Ramadan is because she's being overworked and undervalued and she's, she doesn't have time to basically focus on Ramadan for herself. There's no ibadah. You're tired. You're exhausted. And also... She's on her period. It's Allah's gateway to let her be free for that one week. Why is she waking up? Why are you waking up a poor girl on her period? Allah basically gives you a break because you need nutrients and stuff from what you're losing in blood. Mm. For you're losing a lot of hemoglobin, you're us- losing a lot of nutrients that you would usually get from like foods that are high in iron. Um, on top of that, you're tired, you're, in, you're aching. So it's like you, you need food to kind of like refuel. Do you know how painful periods are if you really think about it? I'll be I've honest been with in you. Agony this week, like literally agony. I've been suffering in silence. Like your uterus is contracting. It's it's literally the lining of your uterus is shedding, is shedding the skin. <laughs> like it's, it's so it's shedding and like you're bleeding. I know it sounds graphic, but sometimes but I need to when explain I feel it like the that. Pain, like I, it's like I can feel that happening. Yeah, it's like, so I can literally painful. feel like this thing is coming out yeah it's, it's like the most painful thing that people experience and then for, and for them to be waking her up in the middle of the night to help with their <laughs> suhoor i'm so sorry go make yourself your porridge Literally. it's not that deep 
Go make yourself your porridge. This has really triggered me, it has. I'm sorry, he's waking up a poor girl on her menses to make him food when she's not even, like, obligated to fast or pray. She's literally obligated at that point to rest. I just... I just don't know, like, how can she tell her father and her uncle and her, and her, what's it called, siblings, like, allow me? I don't even know what she can say. (sighs) What can you even say? You have to have a very, like, healthy conversation. She's just just treated unfairly, but but is this ever going to change? Because your family is so accustomed to you, like, (laughs) your family are the first to disrespect you, I'm sorry. Oh my God, they're like your first billies. Yeah. No one would ever take you seriously, not in a familial home where people have known you since you were in your nappies. Mum, no. I'm, I'm feeling very attacked right now and I don't like... <laughs> but mummy, I'm... I'm You know what I mean? <laughs> Go in the kitchen where women belong. I don't even know if we can help her, but I, I completely <laughs> understand like the trauma that she's going through. A lot of us go through it. Some oh, of us are so still sad. going through it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like... I think this is why a lot of young girls want to move out. Yeah. When like in their 20s. It's just too much. It's toxic. It's horrible. And I really, Ya Allah, please make my two boys on the straight and narrow. Amin. Sirat al Mustaqeen. Towards goodness. Amin, Amin. women I rightly. So. Yes. I'm, I'm starting those boys on chores at a very young age. I'm no, so sorry. Dude. And they need to learn to cook. You need to get the board with their names on it, what they're doing every day. I'm being serious. Honestly, because it's... Uh, we it have to is... start conditioning them now to help in the kitchen. To When you see somebody doing something, go and make yourself useful. And you know what else is missing? Like, in that situation, do people not have, like, known the hadith? Like, no... What is the hadith? Like, no mercy for, like, their sibling or their sister. Or, like, why is it okay to treat people this way? Like, I am not your slave. No, I'm sorry, family, the first disrespect you. They have no nahari's <laughs> towards you. There's no nahari's in the family. But imagine, like, those... But have- if we were socialised from an early age... But then we're going to get told, don't talk back to your father. That's true. I'm telling you, there's just no respect. There's no, there's there's like, like, I'm not respecting you in my home. (laughs) All you can do is advise your father, like, dad, (laughs) ah, but listen, this is not the way. And you have to do it in a very soft way. Yeah, like, you can never, ever attack. It's got to be very passive. You can't. It's got to be like a learning, a learning opportunity. You know, the other day I learned, if you're like ever, you can't ever argue with a man and like raise your voice because apparently they don't listen. And you can't be condescending. No, you've got to be like, it's like talking. You've got to be a wallflower. Literally. And you've got to be (laughs) passive aggressive, but without the aggression a little bit. Which is so difficult because all you have is pent up Like you're suppressing yourself, but you've got to... You are like, your brain is about to explode because you're so angry and you've got to like (laughs) control yourself. It's so hard. So like when when she's like saying this to her, but she needs to be like, dad, please listen to me. With tears in her eyes. With tears and she has to be motive. Do you know what I mean? Dad, I love you. But this is very hard for me. I really think. And you know what she, she should do? It shouldn't start with the dad first. She needs to say, the little brother's got to help me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like, dad. Yeah, don't, be, don't go straight to the dad no, and no, say, no. you need to support me. No, she needs to like get the siblings in and just be like, I really think it'd be nice if so-and-so came in and helped me. Yeah. And we can do it together. Like on some days, like, I'm really tired. They, they, they made your breakfast for you. Do you know what I mean? I'm very tired, Dad. I'm exhausted. Mm, I'm working 30 hours a exactly. week. Exactly. 
And you know what else triggers me? Like, they're treating her that way. And I bet you any money when she starts working, they're going to ask for her money. They're going to suck her dry. Oh, God, it's just toxic. How do we... I, I don't even know what we can do. I think she should ask Allah, make a thorough da'a consistently throughout Ramadan. And if Allah shows you that you should leave, then leave. <laughs> and just make Allah's da'a. The da'a that she should make to Allah is, Ya Allah, just, you know, make it easy for me and my family to live together yeah, and to, open my dad's heart. To cohabit. <laughs> yes. Open my dad's heart and bring mercy. Between his, me and my father. Towards females so and that, his children. So that he sees the, how I'm feeling. I mean. I mean. Honestly. Pray to Hajjid. Oh During my God. Ramadan. To Hajjid. Miracle. Miracle. There you Mah- go. What did, do you know? Mah- I said it. To pray to Hajjid. Make just, uh, just do two. Just before Fajr. Consistently. And then make those du'as. I think Allah's going to be on your side. Yeah. I think the, the skies are going to open for you. Because there is a miracle in Tahajjud. I actually things happen. Think so. Things happen when you pray Tahajjud. Yeah, I agree. I need to go to Umrah. I forgot to talk about this earlier. Guys, right. let's all make dua. I really want to go to Umrah next year. I just feel like I've, it's calling me. Shall I tell you why? I feel like there's a lot of imagery. No, I'm of seeing everyone going to Umrah. I do, but and I just, I've never been, have and you? it's whispering, it's calling out to you, Harbour, come to me. Yeah. Come to me. And you know, when Visit Allah invites you, Allah. when Allah invites you to his house, you've that's got an to invite go. from that's Allah. That's the calling, and you've got to go. I really want to go to Umrah, should we go? Just people that live wish... in Saudi that can just go on their lunch break. Isn't that nice? Oh my God, the other day I was watching a video, and you know the people that clean the masjid, the haram? Mm. Like, he was just cash putting his face next to the... Um, um, you know the Kaaba, that mm. the black stone that fell from heaven, and mm. now it's black because of everyone's sins. Yeah, he was just casually putting his face to it. And I think quite a few people do that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's so accessible to him. Yeah, they and take like it. for me, it's like I have to travel. Do you reckon they take it for granted? No, I don't think they do. I think they do. Like, I, think, they do. I think it's a. Blessing I think it is. To... Everyone is like awe inspired when they see it. Yeah, I think I really, I just genuinely want to go to Umrah next year. Inshallah, may Allah make it a, a thing. I mean, I mean, I think what am I talking about? May Allah make it happen for me. I mean, do you know Allah. why? You know why I haven't romanticized Umrah because it's just so expensive, <laughs> guys. I haven't roman- I've romanticized it in my head, but I don't know, like, if it's gonna be. If you the make the niyyah, if you make the intention, Allah will give you the money without you knowing. Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She got the exact a- amount. I say that's actually true. Honestly, I genuinely really want to go. Great to have you. I don't know. Probably did, you know. She probably broke Tajid on that. Mm. So, you know what? I'm going to start Tajid again. You've inspired me. Yeah, literally, just wake up 10 minutes before bed. And there, Allah is asking all Do his people. 10 minutes isn't good enough time to reflect? I don't know. Do you know what I really struggle with sometimes? It's like when I'm really angry about really like... When I'm angry about stupid stuff, like something dumb. Yeah. It really affects my prayers. Like, I can't concentrate because I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, constantly thinking about it. I feel like having qushur and prayer is a very, very hard thing to do. Like Sometimes you have, be... like, a really... You know when you're in a good mood, you have an excellent qushur? Yeah, you're, when, you're when sad, you're in a bad mood. When you're angry, when you're confused, when you're anxious. Yeah. But that's why you've just got to keep bringing your brain back. You have to mm. constantly keep bringing your brain back. You know what I have? When I'm praying sometimes, I've got a lot of... Um, uh, what do you call it? When you have those thoughts in your head? Intrusive thoughts. Mm. And do you I think have it's to because it's, constantly because it's like bring a myself back. Of silence. Yeah. 
And like your brain's still. And your brain's working. That's why I think we've got, I've got ADHD. I think we have ADHD. Because you know what? I, I can't sit still. I was reading, I was watching this TikTok video the other day and there was a girl like, day in the life of like someone with ADHD. And things that she was doing is something that I would overlook so easily because I'm like, oh my God, I do this. But I would never think that this was due to ADHD. Like, you know, some people say like when they, when they pray, like their brains are very still and they calm down. Now I can say maybe that's like their level of gushot is a lot higher than ours. Possibly. And you have to build it up. I think you've got to be in quite a... Like, you've got to be in stages, like the highest stage of Goshur, yeah, so I'm assuming you've got to is be in a, Yeah, you have to be in a specific kind of state that you build up yeah. each time, which is very difficult. But it's similar to like meditating. So like if someone came to me, someone like says, when people meditate, yeah, some people are like, oh, it's like an out of experience, out of mm. this world. Now I'm not comparing Salah to meditation, mm. whereas... Actually, it can be a form of meditation, but you know but what? If I it's mean. like obviously people who meditate, but it's like it takes them levels to get to that ultimate. That's what like, I'm saying. So people who meditate obviously are in a in a kind of process of training their brain yeah. to slow down, which That's is what also we need to do. that I think is quite similar to the concept of Hoshur. Yeah, I That's think what so. We do because honestly, sometimes I'm like, what racket am I on? I know, and you know what I do now as a form of punishment to myself for not concentrating. <laughs> I get out of the salon, start again. Oh, do you? Yeah. I do the, you know, the extra. Oh, the extra two at the, the end. The extra two at the no, end. No, I actually get out to make myself think. No, you've got to concentrate. No, that's really good. That's very disciplined. Because it's just too much. There was a time where, like, I literally prayed two sets of what's it called ashes because I was just my brain You're was all over elsewhere. the place. Well, life has happened to me before. It's just so I, much. Th- I don't know what it is. I think it could be ADHD. Because my brain is just not still like I'm thinking about a thousand different things. Like, or I maybe it's a, just that we're overwhelmed, Cotton. Maybe. Should I just give an example of what I saw in the TikTok videos? So the girl was just like gotten up, takes her sweet time to go in, in the shower and to go and brush her teeth and do her skincare and stuff. Then she comes out and then she's like, right, I'm ch- she's about to choose clothes to try on. Then she gets distracted by something like the cat. Then she's like <laughs> stroking the cat. And then she's like, right, doesn't go back to the task that she initially wanted to do, was just go and put some clothes on. Goes and does something else. Like That's it's just me. This is me. Of me. And the thing is, oh, that I know, you know what it is? It's like in that moment, I'm like, I can see how she's forgotten to do that. Yeah, I me have too. done that so many times. So many times. And then you... Oh my god, there's things that I left leave unattended saying I'm gonna back, come back to this. And that's at night time. Do I ever come back? No. Now I don't know if it's ADHD or we're overwhelmed, but I genuinely want to get the ADHD test. Yeah, because it is it's really affecting just, my salad. Like, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, honestly. It's affecting a lot. Like like even if I wanna do a task, it mm. takes me ages to finish the task. Unless like I have to sit down and really focus. And you have to also understand that, that you feel tired so quickly because of the way your brain is working. It's not working in a coherent way. No. So because it's doing all of that overtime, trying to make you, you're trying to remember what I was supposed to do and all of that, you get exhausted so quickly. You crash at like 3 p.m. Yeah. But then again, I also think, yeah, like how can 90% of the world be and have ADHD? I genuinely think and it's gone the way... And undiagnosed. Yeah, like I genuinely think it's the way we live our lives and how fast-paced they are. And... Yeah, and that's not allowing us to reflect and think that there's something wrong. Yeah, like the, we just do... 
we do so much and there's so much information going in and then there's like it's just too much I genuinely feel like we're overwhelmed like I sometimes I feel like my head is going to explode sometimes me too sis me too if you not if you not feel the same way let us know Colsey are you all right there we have a we have a third today. We're joined She's by the us. new inhabitant of this bedroom. Hi guys! <laughs> <laughs> oh there my there god! Go. Should we end it there? I think we should. Anyway, guys, um, inshallah, we shall see you soon. Thank you so much for supporting us and sticking with us. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, and download this episode. We love you guys. Peace out. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.